This is Dennis Reekin, and welcome to the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World High School Prep Basketball Confidential. Dick Van Dyke Appliance World is proud to support the outstanding high school basketball played throughout central Illinois. Buckle up for a fast 60 minutes with News Gazette Media's Colin Likas and Jim Rosso. Thank you, Dennis. Six o'clock, downtown Champaign. I'm Jim Rosso. Colin Likas across from me, Evan Kahn, Tamara McDaniel. Got special guests already in our studio. We'll get right to them. The hottest team in the area. Muhammad Seymour yep, Bulldogs. Hottest boys basketball team in the area, 100%. Got some big right. wins lately. We're going to talk to them about it. We'll see if they're ranked high enough in Collins top 10, which will be in tomorrow's paper. You guys, Muhammad's number two. You all right with that? All right. They're shaking their heads. <laughs> they, they say, say they, no. <laughs> they say they could whoop Bismarck Henny. There you go. Right. That's they're not in the <laughs> same postseason, really so we cannot we cannot confirm nor deny that. All right. Anyway, we have an hour's worth of uh, information here from Colin. He'll break down the uh, girls' scene as well. Got a couple teams playing tonight. Yep. Four teams playing tonight. One tomorrow. We got state wrestling this week. We'll have to touch on that a little bit. And mm-hmm. then we got the boys' playoffs starting next week, which should be exciting. Muhammad Seymour's boys will find out their postseason fate uh, Thursday and Friday of this week. Okay. Big school boys basketball pairings come out. Should be an interesting regional. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, more so than usual. But yeah. uh, we'll have to ask about the Bulldogs about what they did to Urbana the other week. I think, was kind of a head. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's a good starting point for a conversation. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're here to 7 o'clock. That's uh, uh, the Illini are in Pennsylvania. So... Uh, Big game tomorrow night for them, too. Scott Ritchie uh, is there for the News Gazette. Yeah, but we got plenty of other shows where we can talk about Illinois basketball. We only got one where we can talk about high school basketball. So we're going to chat with some of our Muhammad Seymour boys basketball players here now, joined by Cole Laner, Rob, or Rob, who's Rob? Grant Coleman and Kobe Essien, guys. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Uh, Cole, since you're sitting straight across from me, we'll start off with you. Uh, like uh, Jim said, you guys are one of the hottest teams in the area right now. How confident are you guys in, uh, the, in your uh, level of play right now? Uh, I think we're playing with a really high level of confidence right now. I think these past couple weeks we've really like jailed as a team and that's kind of led to our success these past couple weeks and we've also had a lot more fun too with that. Sure. Uh, winning uh, winning is usually more fun, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Grant, uh, I mean, you've been uh, you've been through quite a few of these runs with Muhammad. I mean, how does this team compare to the ones that came before it for you? Yeah, I just feel like everyone has like a, a good chip on their shoulder and we all we all play well and we're all confident in each other's game and so again i think we all mix well and just makes us a great team sure kobe uh, jim also talked about this the urbana win i mean you guys uh, we knew you'd be competitive going into that game but winning by 24 points i mean that's a pretty significant statement uh were you guys surprised with uh, with how big of a win that was and what did it mean to the team um i feel like we were pretty prepared because um we practice a lot and we like always prep a ton before games and I think it's just a giant morale booster because they're so much like higher, I don't know, higher thought of than us, and they expected to come in there and whoop us, I guess, and we showed them different. Okay, okay. Cole, from a defensive perspective, that Urbana team, they score a lot of points usually, and you guys held them to around 50, 55, 54 points, something like that. What was the key to uh, to getting that job done, to shutting their guys down? Um, so I think the key, we uh, we went to a 1-3-1 defense, okay. and that the defense is kind of tough sometimes because it can be exhausting for the guys on the floor but we have a a really deep team this year and I think it helps to have guys like we have constantly have fresh legs off the bench and there's no drop off from the first five to the second five and so I think that being able to have like that such a deep team we could do that defense and it kind of forced them to shoot from behind the arc and they they just weren't hitting that night so okay okay grant i mean it's not the only big 12 game you guys have won i know you play normal west tomorrow night but uh it feel it feels like that win over normal community a couple weeks ago was pretty big for you guys as well is that a win that kind of really kick-started things the positive momentum for you guys uh, yeah for sure they were ranked pretty high in 4a i think so we just went in there and got our business done we played great defense and shared the ball well and just got a great win. Sure, sure. And Kobe, just as far as uh, getting on this roll right now, I know I saw you guys in that game against North Lawndale, St. Joe Ogden. They didn't go your guys' way, but you guys have won almost every game since then. How important is it for you guys to, to be winning these games now? I mean, you could, if you had to choose, you know, winning in November or winning in February going into the postseason, I'm sure you prefer having to win now. Uh, definitely. 
I feel like it's going to be like a good kickstarter when we go into like regional gameplay and we're just going to like keep the role going, I guess. Uh, I'd rather have it like run now than early in their season where it doesn't really matter that much. Sure. Talking with three members of the Muhammad Sumar boys basketball team, Cole Lanner, Grant Coleman, and Kobe Essien. Uh, Cole, you, uh, you've kind of done a lot of things for this team. Uh, Coach Bosch has told me you just, you're just you kind of an intangibles guy. You, you contribute in a lot of ways that maybe they don't always show up on the stat sheet, but they certainly help the team win. What do you see your role on this team being right now? Um, my role, I, I kind of just try to be the, the energy guy and uh, someone that can uh, that can keep their composure on the offensive end and just run the offense. And I feel like we have plenty of guys who can score and so many other roles that I feel like I am flexible enough to do the role that they need me to do as a team. If that's uh, guarding the other team's best player, or if that's just setting good screens, like I'm willing to do whatever it takes to win. Sure, and Grant. I know you've, you're one of those guys who can definitely score the basketball. Uh, it seems like you've, you've definitely had that come on of late to have some big games in the 20s and the 30s. Uh, what's the key when this offense is running well? What are you guys doing doing well? What are you guys showing off when this offense is working? Yeah, I think we just everyone's like I don't think anyone's specifically just looking to score I think we all just set good screens and find the open man and we're all just playing super well right now and everyone's hitting and we're just playing great basketball so I think it's more of a team aspect and like that would bring my success because someone sets me a good screen and that's basically an assist on just as the guy that passed it to me is an assist Sure. And Kobe, I mean, uh, you guys under Coach Bosch, I uh, know longtime coach Chad Benedict, led the, he led this program for a while. Now Coach Bosch has kind of had some time to really sink his teeth into it and to, to kind of uh, mold the team as he wants. Uh, what has it been like working with him as an, him and his assistant coaches? And uh, what does uh, Ryan bring to the table to help you guys win basketball games? Um, I think it's really interesting, like, seeing the learning curve from this year to last mm-hmm. year. And, like, um, I think he's improved a lot as a coach and – that he brings like a high basketball IQ to the table and he really knows like what to say and when to say it and his um, like pregame speeches are really good at the, at the moment in my opinion what's the best pregame speech you're, anything uh, you're able to share <laughs> I don't I don't know that might be confidential <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a good yeah. call well uh, Cole you guys are getting into the back stretch here of the uh, the regular season what are some things you guys are still trying to focus on work on I mean all, all the kids I talk to you everybody says we're not a finished product there's always things we can improve on what are you guys really trying to work on this last uh, few weeks of the regular season um I think it's just like our our attention to detail has been something that we've really focused on lately and that has led to a lot of our success and we had some losses this year that I know we all wish that we could take back sure. and I think part of that is us like overlooking teams and so uh, we want to make sure that we finish the regular season strong and stay on this roll that we're running out and go on to the postseason not looking past anyone and not taking any games for granted and just being focused sure and grant uh, talking about not taking games for granted you really can't in the apollo conference that's a really challenging basketball conference i know effingham uh, beat paxton buckley Lodo, a pretty good small school team in our area by 20 something points on saturday uh how is the apollo conference going to prepare you guys for what's to come in the in the really tough regional and sectional you guys are in yeah i think just playing good teams in the in our own conference and then our schedule like outside of conference was pretty difficult so i think just playing those good teams and getting used to the high level of play just helps us going into the postseason sure and Kobe I mean uh, Jim talked about this as well really tough uh, regional this year and you know with some of those 4A schools coming down into 3A is that something you guys are, are talking about at all trying to improve the seed uh, going into the the last few weeks of the regular season uh yeah we're definitely we've talked about um 4A schools coming down to 3A mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of intimidating knowing like they come and have like a bigger pool to come or pull from and but I think we we could probably handle most 4A schools in my opinion and um, I I think that we're okay with how it's going to turn out okay Cole if there was I'm going to ask each one of you this so Cole you get to lead off you don't get to think about it as much if there was one school you guys could get to play in the postseason that you'd really want to match up with who might it be you don't have to explain why either we don't need bulletin board material Um, (laughs) I think uh, for me I want to I want to play Central sure. uh, just because, like, we lost them last year, so it was almost like just another chance at yeah. it again. That so, makes sense. Yeah. Grant, how about you? 
I'm trying to play Lincoln again. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a pretty pretty good matchup. I know they're definitely a good team in the Apollo too, so that would be a good matchup. Kobe, how about you? I definitely want to play Central again. Okay, so we got Central and Lincoln. All right, very good. Cole Laner, Grant Coleman, Kobe Essie, and Muhammad Seymour boys basketball team. They're facing Normal West, another Big 12 opponent. That Apollo Big 12 crossover is pretty pretty common around here. Thank you guys again for joining me tonight coming out in the rain. We're going to take our first break here in the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show. When we come back, we're going to be talking to some members of the one small school girls basketball team not playing tonight, the Prairie Central Hawks. Be sure to stick around for that. Now, back to High School Prep Basketball Confidential, brought to you by Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, where when you buy from us, you get the whole store. 613, back in downtown Champaign on the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show. Hi, I'm Colin Likas. Jim Russell will be back in studio in a little bit. He is still chatting with our three Muhammad Seymour boys basketball players. Thanks again to them for coming out and representing the team. You can see them against Normal West coming up next. Muhammad Seymour boys on a pretty good win streak right now. The same could be said about the Prairie Central girls basketball team. We're going to make a transition here to a small school girls basketball. We still have five teams remaining in the Class 1A or 2A postseason. Some of them are playing right now in sectional semifinal games. Actually, four of the five will be in action tonight. The fifth one is the Prairie Central Hawks, who play on Tuesday instead of on Monday. They are taking on Seneca at 6 p.m. in the Class 2A Wilmington sectional semifinals. Excuse me, and I'm glad to be joined now by three members of the Prairie Central girls basketball team, Ellie Habercorn, Becca Conlisk, and Madison Kincaid. So, ladies, thank you so much for joining me tonight. And, Ellie, I will ask you the first question, since I believe it's it's your phone that we called for the radio show tonight. Uh, you guys are on a pretty good roll here in the postseason. You've won seven in a row overall, including uh, games mm-hmm. against Hersher and Watsika in the regional round. What is the confidence level like among this group, sitting at 28-5? and five? Um, pretty high. I think we're going in pretty confident. Yeah, I mean, uh, what what is it taken to build that up? Because I mean, twenty eight and five is a pretty impressive resume, regardless of what kind of teams you're facing. And I know you guys have had a tough schedule. So, uh, how have you built that confidence over the course of the season? Um, I don't. We just always think that um, we're the one that should win and come out on top. <laughs> Sure, makes sense. And uh, Beck, I'll turn it over to you, Coach Daryl and Dunn over there. He told me before the season started that you guys had pretty good expectations for yourselves, and I, I, I can understand why. I mean, but from your perspective, uh, Becca, why did this team have such high expectations for itself going in? Girls, can you still hear me? Okay, wait. I... <laughs> Let me try to figure this out. <laughs> no problem at all. Techni- technical difficulties happen on both sides of the uh, both sides <laughs> of the radio station. That's no problem. But uh, yeah, just uh, just let me know when you're good over there, Becky. Yeah, we're just talking about the uh, just talking about uh, the expectations that you girls set before the season, and I mean, starting off with a, a 16 and one record as well. I mean, certainly contributed to those expectations. I have no doubt. But uh, did you guys uh, did you guys figure that out over there yet? Um, I don't know how to merge a call. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I see the problem now. Okay, I got you. So yeah. I, I understand the issue now. Okay, we'll, uh, we will let you go for now and we wait, will wait, figure wait, this out wait, after the next break. All right. Okay. Good deal. Thank you. Yeah, sometimes technology can be, uh, can be a little tough, no doubt about that. But, uh, yeah, uh, let's talk some small girl, small school girls basketball because we're not going to do a girls basketball top 10 this week. Just not enough teams left remaining. Uh, our big school girls are starting play tonight. And, uh, yeah, like I said, we only have five small school girls basketball teams uh, going on tonight. So uh, those games are uh, Unity against Tutopolis in the Class 2A Paris sectional semifinals. That game is going on right now over in Paris. Unity is 22-9, and while Tutopolis is 23-8. and That's a pretty stiff challenge for the Rockets, who uh, recently won their first regional championship since 2009. Tutopolis is a team that has uh, made it to state each of the last two years and a team that is just had, has its uh, hardware uh, trophy case filled 
with trophies from from state tournaments past. Uh, the other Paris sectional semifinal game is the host school Paris, which is 33-0 on the season, had a really good year in Class 2A against St. Joseph Ogden, 21-10. and Another really tough test, especially since the Spartans lost a game to Paris earlier in the year, although that was back in November. Uh, the Spartans didn't have Hannah Dukeman at that point, and a lot can change from November to February, so we will see if St. Joseph Ogden has some answers for Paris this time around. Uh, also in Class 2A, although not playing tonight, as I mentioned, Prairie Central is taking on Seneca in Wilmington. Over in Class 1A, a St. Thomas More sectional semifinal game that is going on tonight. Salt Fork at 20-12 and 12 against Warrensburg-Latham. That's a 7.30 p.m. start. Salt Fork knocked off top-seeded Ridgeview in a regional semifinal, so the Storm is a number four seed. A little bit of an upset there getting into the sectional semifinal round. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what Salt Fork can do, how long they can make this postseason run last, because their uh, their sectional is filled with some teams with some interesting records. I'm sure that has something to do with uh, 1A schools playing up against 2A and 3A competition in some cases, but very curious to see how Salt Fork fares tonight. And then the other local team still playing in small school girls basketball, Tri-County, last year's Class 1A fourth place team. The Titans are 26-5. and five. They're taking on St. Elmo-Brownstown right now. 6 p.m. start in the Casey, West, Casey Westfield 1A sectional semifinals. Uh, Tri-County, I like their chances of hanging around a little bit longer. That's a battle-tested group, and even though they graduated quite a few seniors from last year's state qualifying team, uh, they, they've impressed this year playing a schedule that has some 2A, 3A, even a couple 4A opponents on it this year, so pretty impressive for Tri-County. And, uh, yeah, big school girls basketball, as we mentioned before, is still ongoing as well. Centennial is the lone area big school girls program playing tonight. They're a nine seed in the Class 3A postseason. They're opening their run in the Decatur-MacArthur Regional Quarterfinals against eighth-seeded Decatur-Eisenhower. So we'll be interested to see how that goes. I actually wrote a story in uh, Sunday's News Gazette about the Centennial girls under Jeff Carlton. They won two games in a row late in the regular season, and while some people might scoff at, at that, uh, Centennial's really struggled to win basketball games. They won one game last year, and they had one win this year leading up to that two-game win streak. So that's pretty important for the Chargers. Uh, Sylvia Dew, one of their seniors, I know she's uh, she's had a big role in their in their games, whether they be wins or losses. And uh, she talked to me about how important uh, those wins were. They ended up losing to Champaign Central in their regular season finale, but uh, you know you you can't take wins for granted when you're struggling to get them. So maybe Centennial can carry some of the, that momentum into the regional quarterfinals and knock off Decatur Eisenhower tonight. Remains to be seen. Well, we're going to jump ahead a little bit here and take our second break of the night so we can try and get back on track with our Prairie Central girls basketball players, try and figure out how, how that merge call situation is going to work out. So we'll see if we can get them back on the line when we come back. Regardless, we're going to be joined a little bit later on by Danville girls basketball coach Zach Patterson ahead of the Class 3A Danville Regional this week. Stay tuned for that and more. The Dick Van Dyke Appliance World High School Prep Basketball Confidential continues with Colin and Jim on News Talk 1400 WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS. 624 back on the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential radio show. I am Colin Likas. We are talking plenty of basketball here, small school girls, big school girls, and eventually we are going to get into boys basketball here. Uh, postseason hasn't started yet for boys basketball, so they get put a little bit on the back burner, although we'll still have our top 10 for boys basketball since all of the area teams are still playing. That's going to be in Tuesday's News Gazette, and we'll also reveal it later on in the show. But we are going to try again with our Prairie Central girls basketball players right now. Had a little bit of a uh, malfunction earlier on, but I think we're good to go now. So I'm glad to be joined again by Ellie Habercorn, Becca Conlisk, and Madison Kincaid. Girls, uh, everything good now? Can you hear me? Yep. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Very good. Well, uh, I already asked Ellie a question, so Becca, I'm going to throw the next question to you. Uh, Coach Daryl and Dunn told me before the season started that you girls had pretty high expectations for yourselves and what you could possibly do this year, and uh, so far you're proving proving what he says to be correct. Uh, why were the expectations so high with this group? Um, we had a lot of returning like players from last year, varsity players, and we knew what we did last year like wasn't good enough. And we're just really athletic kids that have a lot of talent, so we wanted to put that talent to use so we know we could go somewhere with it. 
Sure. And uh, Becca's sticking with you here for a minute. I mean, when did you guys feel this season like you really started to put things together? Was it at some point during that 16-1 uh, and one start to the year? Was it even, even sooner than that, after that? I mean, when did you guys feel like you started really utilizing your talent? I would say probably actually in our first game, hmm. just being down 19 and completely shutting Muhammad out and coming back and winning. That was a big win for us to get our mindset in the right place. And then just from there, winning the turkey tournament, that helped a lot. Sure, sure. Uh, Madison, I'll turn it over to you. Uh, as far as, uh, I, I guess, uh, key, key. I, I, now I'm the one struggling for words right now. Uh, but uh, you guys have just played really well down the stretch here, and it seems like any given night it could be somebody scoring the basketball, somebody different. It, it, I feel like I've written about six or seven different leading scorers for your guys' teams this year. Uh, Madison, how has this offense been able to work so well and work through so many different people? Just that close bond we have with each other and, like, we know that everyone feels everyone has a different part on their on our team and we know how to use, utilize them and like we know like who needs who needs the ball at that moment and who doesn't need the ball at that moment and just knowing each other's skills and parts on the team okay a lot. sure and uh madison i'll stick with you again uh, as far as that offense goes you guys have really shown it off during your two playoff games you scored 78 points against hersher and then you scored 66 points against watsika uh d- do you feel like there's still more in the tank though when it comes to this offense uh, do you feel like there's another gear you guys can reach against seneca and maybe any other teams you have to face yes for sure um our offense we um, know what situations what to do and what not to do during the game. When we're up so high, we know that it's better to work on the things we need to work on rather than just blowing out the game. Um, but, yes, there's a lot for in our offense that will be coming soon. And, like, we'll be using our offensive skills more throughout the season when we accomplish our goals. Okay. Ellie, I'll throw it back to you. Uh, the Illini Prairie Conference has three of our remaining five uh, local uh, small school girls basketball teams still playing. It's you guys and Unity and St. Joseph Ogden. Uh, just explain to me, being in that conference, just how tough that conference was to play through, and how much did that help prepare you guys for the post po- for the postseason? Uh, I think it helped prepare us a lot because, like, not – a lot of other teams play the types of teams we play, and I think it's just made us stronger and more prepared for future stuff. Sure. And, Ellie, would you, uh, if I had told you before the season started that uh, you guys and Unity and St. Joseph Ogden were three of the only five area teams left, if I had told you that uh, you three had all qualified for the sectionals, I mean, would that be something that surprised you at all, that a bunch of Illini Prairie teams were still playing? Um, Probably not. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, throw it back over to you, Becca. You got Seneca coming up, a sixth seed, a team that's got a little bit of a Cinderella run going, I'm guessing, uh, just based on the seed anyway. Uh, how are you guys preparing for that matchup against Seneca? What do you know about that team, and how are you uh, readying for the sectional semifinal? We just watched some on them the other day at practice, and we learned that they run a 1-2-2, two, two, like full court press, and then they run it in the half court too. So we've been working on how we're going to break the press and, like, what offense we're going to run against that. Okay. And we just keep practicing our defense and kept it the same because we know what will work with us. Okay. And, uh, Madison, I mean, I know nobody wants to look too far ahead, one game at a time mentality and things like that, but what is this team capable of doing as far as the postseason is concerned? What is the, what is What potential heights could you guys be reaching? Well, right now, like you said, one game at a time, but we're looking – to go to state and like doing history like we already made history and we're looking forward to doing more history and going to state very good Elliot Habercorn, Becca Conlisk, and Madison Kincaid, Prairie Central girls basketball team members, will be facing off against Seneca in the Class 2A Wilmington sectional semifinals tomorrow night. Girls, thank you again for making some time and good luck on Tuesday. Thank you. <laughs> Well, that was small school girls basketball. I think we covered that fairly well. 
We're going to uh, jump over to our big school girls basketball fold now. The uh, Danville Regional is going to get going here tomorrow night. Only four teams in that regional uh, this year. You've got Danville uh, as the host school. They are also a three seed. I really wish I could pull up the bracket on my computer right now, but technology really wants to thwart me today. Seems to be the the general theme of just everything going on, and it's you, you know it's one of those days. There we go. Danville three seed taking on Champaign Central as a six seed in the 7:30 p.m. Tuesday semifinal. The other one is second seeded Mount Zion against seventh seeded Rantoul. That is the 6 p.m. game. Jim, do you have anything to say about well, that? <laughs> like you said in the paper over the weekend, um, Champagne Central is the team to watch. Yeah. All right. Well, they're now fully healthy. Mm-hmm. Got all the pieces. Poncho uh, has things going much better than he did in midseason when they sure. were struggling a bit. Yeah, I'm curious about the uh, Central-Danville matchup. I think mm-hmm. that's a, a pretty good one uh, right there. Danville uh, has actually beat Champaign Central a few times this year, though, so they certainly have the momentum on their side as it comes to that. Danville beat Central 70-50 to on January 16th, beat them 60-51 uh, to on January 30th. So we're talking about games that aren't that far off, but uh, like you said, Central is a little healthier now, so should make for a really good matchup. And to talk about the Danville side of that equation. I'm glad to be joined now by the coach of the Vikings, first-year head coach, Zach Patterson. Zach, thank you for making some time for our show tonight. Colin, Jim, how are you guys? Oh, we're doing we're doing great. Uh, as long as uh, the technology stops trying to uh, stop our radio show, things are going to be totally fine the rest of the night. So I'm glad I'm glad your call came through. Really. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm glad to have you uh, be on the show. Thanks yeah, for having me. Yeah, of course. Well, uh, guys getting to host a uh, regional and pretty straightforward as far as just two semifinal games on Tuesday and then the, the championship on Thursday. But uh, as a, as a first-year head coach, what is it like for you getting to be involved in the, the hosting of a uh, girls basketball regional? It's nice to be at home, I'll tell you that. We had a lot of road games this year, so it's kind of really we're, – we're comfortable. Uh, I tell the girls it's our tournament. Uh, and there's no hiding either. I think it's a tournament for up the grass, but then – at the same time, we're hosting it, so I just tell the girls it's our tournament to, to lose because it's our home floor. Well, uh, your girls are coming in. Uh, you got a big win over Muhammad Seymour on February 10th. Uh, lost a tight one to Urbana in the last outing uh, before the regular season ended. But uh, really, ultimately, how do you feel about the direction of this program heading into the uh, playoffs? We're just working harder and harder. Um, hopefully we have you know we have the mindset of uh, – Playing for some hardware. I told tell the girls that you know if you're a basketball player right now, you gotta love it this time during the season because you're actually playing for something, not just the regular season games, but uh, of course we got the the regional title and and then sections after that. Well, uh, you guys, uh, your girls played a pretty unforgiving uh, schedule during the regular season as well. Two games against Paris, uh, some games against Indiana schools. You got BCC on there. You got St. Joseph Ogden. You got Kankakee. Uh, the teams within your own conference, I believe there's three schools within the Big 12 that are ranked in girls basketball at least. Uh, Tutopolis in there as well. I mean, just a really ru- – Payne is in there as well. So a really rugged schedule. I mean, how prepared do you think your girls are for Class 3A postseason action given all that they've gone through this year we've seen every defense there is you know of course like Aaron helps a, a great player and, and, and player and the team's focusing on her so I think that's really uh brought everybody else on the uh, upper level as far as you know you can't hide on the floor when uh, people are double teaming her and then you gotta make plays and um you know we're just really excited to host the, the regional tournament and you know for the seniors too we just had senior night against our banner and that kind of was uh, a little bit of distraction, you know, with other emotions going on the floor. But I told the girls, this is not your own last senior night either. You have a chance to play two more games here. So it's kind of neat to, uh, you know, come back from that. Uh, just that competition, though, like you said, playing those state teams that they finished in the state last year. And there's a real good heart. I mean, it's a real uh, pedigree of uh, of championship teams on that level. And, then that you know, it's hard to beat those teams that uh, <clears throat> have been there before and, and won, won close games. Um there's only been like a few games that we just haven't been in, and right now we just got to come from a from a very get go. And you know, if you you don't go all out, then you're gonna go get out of the tournament. So we'll see what happens. Talking with Danville girls basketball coach Zach Patterson. Uh, yeah, I feel like any time we have you on the show or have really any Danville girls basketball representation on the show, it's it's so easy to talk about Erin Help because as a junior, she's doing things that, I mean, some kids could only dream of doing over a four-year career. She's already set the school scoring record, uh, boys or girls basketball. Uh, w- 
what makes Aaron Help such a special player? And, I mean, is there any way we're not going to be talking about her the rest of her high school career? You know what? Uh, Aaron's a hard, very hard worker. Everything she's accomplished, she's done it by hard work. Uh, she's the first one in the gym and the last one to leave. Uh, and she's just got aspirations to play at that next level. And, and by doing that, there's no secret about it. You just got to go out there and, and uh, earn it. And she, you know, that's what she, who she is, and that's what she's all about. And you know, recently she said that this is her team, and and I think the players really believe that and believe in her just because uh, of what she's done and what she showed uh, consistently. You know, night in and night out. I mean, she's getting her best punch, and she's still producing. And it's great to have her on our team for sure. And but the biggest thing is, I'll tell you the truth, Colin Mike, is she still has potential to grow and get better. Mm-hmm. And that's the scary part for opposing teams because they I mean they they're running the idea to start uh, of things to try to stop her. And that's <laughs> that's real scary. Yeah, exactly. Well, I know we've she talked. Her teammates better too. Yeah, right. And I was going to uh, talk about some of those teammates as well. We've talked about some of the girls uh, on this team that have also uh, shown up alongside Aaron. And I know you have a pretty young team, and you've had some of your key players who have dealt with injuries throughout the year, like Nautica Conaway. I know Theresia Rose has come on pretty strong down the stretch here. Uh, how? What have you liked that you've gotten from your supporting cast here? And uh, just how have you seen them develop throughout this uh, season? It's just all about trust. And then – you know, probably some of those games that we lost, I mean, I would say that I, I tell the girls I take the L's and, and they deserve their wins. And, um, you know, just because I'm putting my trust in them and and come come championship time, then you got to have five players out there you can trust and put on the floor. They're all on the same page and, um, you know, on offense and defense and play two ways. And there are some times that, you know, we, we taught that the hard way and that, that's why we had some of those losses. But I knew, I knew it's all going to be worth it in the end if we, if you know, if we come March – Playing our best ball, or come, um, you know, that's what we wanted. Is it's, it's playing for hardware and having a banner year. Well, uh, Danville basketball has a rich tradition, rich history around it. No matter which uh, gender you're talking about, uh, to try and publish another chapter in that rich history here, perhaps win a regional title. You guys are in a good position to possibly do that. Uh, what would it mean to this program to to get that done, to make an extended run in the postseason, to try and write another chapter in Danville basketball history? You know, uh, Danville, I would say, you know, the Shalarm in Danville has done in recent years, which is a whole different level as far as Danville High School, that can make an impact on this, on this community and it'll really help uh, big time. And, um, you know what? It, what it means is just we call it a banner year. No one can ever take that away from you. If you put that, you know, that year of uh, this year, the nineteen twenty season, um, you put it on a banner year, and you can always look up to me. Hey, I was part of that, and that's what you try to do every season. You want to, you want to win and put, have a banner year. Um, and I think they're ready for that. They're ready for the challenge. They're ready to start. And you know, so, some people have new hope for the you know, second half of the season. It's zero zero in the postseason, and uh, we're just attacking it game by game, Colin. Mike, so we'll just go. You got to win two games to win a regional. We're just going to take it game by game. Zach Patterson, Danville girls basketball coach. Zach, thanks again for making some time. Good luck to the girls uh, this week in the regional. I appreciate it. Hopefully, hopefully we have that good luck. Else we'll take it. Thanks. <laughs> of course. Well, it's a uh, six thirty-eight on the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential. Aaron Hopped, one of my favorite players to watch. Yeah, I got a question for you, Colin. Okay, all right, Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. I know you got to decide it on the girls' side. I will Aaron eventually. Hop certainly a candidate. Certainly for that. is. If they, if they win a regional title, all right. I've got help. a new leader in the clubhouse. I think Elise I know Knudsen, where you're going. Yeah, right? I think I think, uh, I think I know where you're going. Yeah. Not just because she visited our studios last week. That always helps. Again, I watch the highlights that you compile after every game you cover. Mm-hmm. Amazing highlights. Check it out, newsgazette.com. But she's a baller. Yes, she is. All right. Yes, she is. She uh, she hits NBA threes. <laughs> she yeah. she hit one late in the the first half of that uh, regional championship win over Bismarck. That was basically just her dribbling between her legs, and it looked like she was going backward, going backward. It looked like she was gonna get an over and back penalty before she shot the ball, and then all of a sudden she hoists one up, and somebody literally I don't know who it was. I think it was somebody who maybe from Maroa who was there helping coordinate the game and said no way, and I could actually mm-hmm. hear it in the background, and the ball just went swishing through yep. the net. She's having one of those kinds of years that's for sure great stuff all right tell you what we'll uh we'll make the shift to boys basketball when we uh, come back from this break 
As your eyes age, you may need specialized care. At the Eye Center, doctors are skilled with the newest technology. They provide diabetes and glaucoma treatment, management of macular degeneration, and no-shot, no-stitch cataract microsurgery. Most insurance is accepted, including Medicare and Medicaid. At the Eye Center, located in Champaign, Danville, and Mattoon, your eyes are the center of our attention. Open Monday through Friday. Call 217-352-2020. That's 217-352-2020. Now, back to High School Prep Basketball Confidential, brought to you by Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, where when you buy from us, you get the whole store. I lied, of course. Again? We're going girls still. <laughs> All right, you got a couple updates from tonight's games. Yeah, I do have some halftime scores. Uh, the only postseason halftime scores that have been put up on the IHSA website, the only two, Darn are right. from our area. That's that's pretty great. Tri-County is beating El- uh, St. Elmo Brownstown 33-30 to at halftime of their Class 1A Casey uh, Westfield sectional semifinal. And things not going as well for Unity facing that tough Tutopolis team. It is mm-hmm. 21-11 wooden shoes at halftime All in right. a defensive slog. St. Joe's got an even taller task later tonight. I'm not sure which is the taller task, playing a team that's been to state each of the last two years or playing a team that's 33-0. and 0. Those, are pretty, those are pretty equal tasks at this point. All right. Good luck to Champaign County teams, right? And beyond. Yeah, those two. Try County. Yeah, those counts. two. Those two. Salt Fork. Salt Fork's sure. playing tonight. They, Robin gotta, Schultz, our photo editor, I'll will be over at St. Thomas More. Excellent. I would have gone over there, but I uh, – Lost the keys to my car this morning, so I'm not going anywhere. So I'm not going anywhere. I've had a banner day, as you can tell from Zach Patterson was talking about banner seasons. I've had a mm-hmm. banner day over here. But you know who's having a banner uh, run right now is the St. Joseph Ogden boys basketball team led by Coach Kyle Duvall in his second year. Uh, they're on an 11-game win streak. They have a makeup game tonight against Tutopolis. Uh, there's there's the wooden shoes again. Uh, that's no gimme. St. Joseph Ogden going on the road looking for that 12th consecutive win. Chance Izzard, the senior, also Ty Pence, the freshman, the six foot four freshman, making big scoring impacts. Peyton Kane, a recent athlete of the week, is a defensive standout for the Spartans. They looked like they were up and down early in the year, but now they are just they're they're clicking. They're undefeated in the Illini Prairie Conference. They're going to try and close out an undefeated Illini Prairie Conference season against Bloomington Central Catholic on Friday. That'll be no easy task. Let's hear now from Coach Kyle Duvall of the St. Joseph Ogden Spartans. He talked with me about a variety of topics, including rebounding from some losses against Paxton and Bismarck earlier in the season, as well as looking ahead to the playoffs in which St. Joe hosts a regional and has a four seed. The win streak reached 11 uh, on Saturday with a pretty pretty handy win. But, I mean, at this point, just how much confidence do these guys have heading into the postseason? I, I know you still have uh, the, the two games left, two pretty big games left. But how confident are, the, are these guys feeling right now? I think every game they're figuring out if, if they play well and they play the right way, they'll have a shot. Um, and, and they're starting to figure out that that defense travels and if we guard people you know even if even if our shots aren't falling even if we aren't shooting at a at a high rate we're still going to have a shot in the game and you know Saturday was one of those games where where not only we played well defensively but your shots go in and and that's kind of what happens in those games where where you have both um, you have a good shot to to beat a team pretty handily and um, it's those it's those games where you're not shooting well you still have to show up defensively every night. As far as just uh, the Illini Prairie, uh, I know you still got the game against BCC, but that that conference, just looking at the results, it seems like it's an every everyone can win on any given night, and you guys have rolled through it undefeated. I mean, would you have expected that coming into this season? Uh, we knew that we were going to get tested every night, and and we had to show up and give our best effort. And yeah, every every team in that in the conference and the league has been has been really good and. You know, you just never know what you're going to get. You look at the scores after Friday or, or Tuesday night, and you know, man, I didn't know that was going to happen. You know, somebody somebody beat somebody else that you just didn't expect, and uh, that's just kind of how it goes because everybody's good, and if you, if you don't bring your best effort that night, you're going to get beat. Um, and that's just kind of the stuff that we've been talking to our kids about is, listen, it doesn't it doesn't matter who you're playing, where you're playing, you're going to have to give your best effort, or, or you're going to get beat that night no matter what. And it's just it's good for us because there's no letdowns. We we can't have those relaxing moments. We have to be we have to have that sense of urgency every night. We have to show up every night and that's been good for our kids. 
going back to this uh, 11-game win streak real, real quick, is there a specific game uh, that you would say stands out as a, as a most important result in that win streak? Over the the stretch, I think certain guys have just stepped up, and, and not just offensively. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, Chance and, and Ty have played pretty well offensively and, and scored for us, but I think the defensive end has been the, the biggest boost. Uh, we're starting to guard some different players. And, you know, at, at the beginning of the season, Ty, we would we would kind of put him on, on different guys that, you know, maybe didn't score a lot. And now we've had some confidence in him, and he's had some confidence. He's built that on the defensive end where he's been able to, to guard some really good players. And that's helped because he's just – he's so athletic and he has so much length and – and he can bother some of those good players. So just having certain guys step up defensively helped us. Is Peyton kind of leading that charge uh, as he typically does, or is it really just a group effort at this point? I mean, every every night Peyton's going to get the the best offensive player. Um, the team knows that. We know that. Uh, and he, he's had to go from Garden, you know, Pontiac's Weir, who's a, who's a post player, plays inside, to, you know, Geltmaker from IVC, who's, a true perimeter player, um, and and that's just the the privilege that we have with Peyton because he can do that. You know, he's physical enough to guard inside and guard outside, and and that's been great for us. But like I said, it's it's other guys stepping up defensively. We've been able to put Chance on, you know, the second best player. We've been able to put Ty on some of the longer wings. Our, our guards off the bench are guarding in different spots. Our post players have been pretty solid on, on the inside and. You know, that's that's the reason they're getting these wins. And I think our guys are understanding that and they're building on that and they're using that as a confidence builder. Because we were talking about Peyton. I mean, when he was our athlete of the week a few weeks ago, he mentioned to me, you know, I asked him what he does before a game, what he does after a game. And he's talking about just hanging out with everybody on the team. He's mentioned he's listening off pretty much every, every guy on the roster. It felt like how tight is this group? They're they're a very close group. It, it seems like about all of them are best friends and and. Peyton's right when he hangs he doesn't just hang out with one guy I mean he's he's really close with Chance but he's really close with a lot of guys and you know all of them and we, we've talked about this a lot we've we've used the word love a lot and a lot of them love each other and, and they care about each other because when you do that you you can challenge each other and you can you can make that other person better and you know when they're not doing the right things you can call them out because they know that you care about them and, and that's the big it's a big part of it the Tutopolis game, uh, not not a conference game, but I mean, since you had the opportunity to reschedule it, why was it important to reschedule this game uh, so late in the season? It's a good game going into postseason play. You know, you know that you're going to get a tough team and in a tough road environment, and and you guys have to show up again. And, and it's one of those one of those games where you got to come out and play. You got to lock in all the details, the scouting report, and and know the personnel and. It's it's going to be a good test for our guys because you know these road games, especially at T Town, they make you stronger and they they figure out where you're at and and you have to be tougher together or else you're not going to come out on top. Let's look at the uh, postseason a little bit. Uh, I mean, pretty just crowded uh, regional you guys get to host, but the fact you do get to host the regional like uh, like your girls team over there, how much of an advantage does that provide your boys? I mean, that helps. It always helps playing at home. Um, but we also know that we have some some really tough teams in there, and and we're just gonna have to come out ready to play. And I think that's why this conference schedule has helped us, um, because we do have to show up every night. It's the same thing as a regional. It's a it's a regional type type setting. You have to you have to show up every night, or you're gonna get beat. Um, and in this case, if you get beat, you go home. And and I think just being able to be at home and, and playing with that confidence at home, and hopefully getting good crowds at home, that that will help just build our guys' confidence a little bit. As far as the subsectional goes, it's a pretty uh, tough one, especially at the top. How did you feel about the seeding your guys got? I know you guys uh, lost to Bismarck and Paxton, so I guess it would make sense to, to kind of be seated behind them, but how did you feel about the four seeds? That's kind of where we figured we would be at, around that spot. I mean, there's a, it's very top-heavy, and, and those teams, the three teams above us, absolutely deserve it. I mean, um, and two of them beat us and beat us pretty handily, so we knew that was coming. And, and obviously, Tuscola's had a great season. they got a great player, and they got some other guys that are that are playing really, really well for them. So we kind of knew that that was what was coming. So our guys expected it, and, you know, it's, it's just kind of the hand you've been dealt.
Those two losses came right before this win streak started. You talk about uh, you talk a lot about the defensive effort the guys have put forth during this win streak, but how different do you feel this team is right now compared to you know those losses against Bismarck and Paxton? We're playing with more confidence. I, I, I mean, that's just how it goes. When you start to get on a roll, you start to play with more confidence. It's amazing. We've talked about this a lot in practice. When you pick up the defensive effort, it's amazing how your shots start to fall and you start to play with more energy on the offensive end and suddenly you start scoring more transition buckets because you're running more. I mean, it's all, it's all those things are built on getting stops. And, you know, during those two losses, we just weren't getting the stops that we needed and we had to adjust a few things in practice and, and, and fix a few things. And I thought we've, we've, we've kind of built on that. And, and from that change, from those little changes that we made, we were able to to build some confidence on both sides of the floor, which has been good. Kyle Duvall, St. Joseph Ogden Boys Basketball. Can you tell that he learned from one of the best in Brian Brooks? He sounds like a like like a true head coach, even though he's only been at it for two years. Spartans one of six area teams with twenty plus wins. Yeah. Good to see they're in your top ten. That's uh that was a pretty easy pick. Uh and I mean okay. it, it, Saint Joe playing well down the stretch really enhances the resume of Bismarck Henning because Bismarck scheduled uh, a late game against St. Joe in the middle of the season. Uh, I, I say they scheduled it late, meaning they scheduled it kind of on the fly. Traveled to Bismarck on a Saturday, or traveled to St. Joe on a Saturday, Bismarck did, and they went in and won that game. That really enhances Bismarck's resume now that St. Joe has just taken off ever since losing to Bismarck. Colin Leck is going to visit Bismarck later this week. Mm-hmm. In between, I don't know how you find time. You I have been wrestling, wrestling state finals to deal with. <laughs> I have, have been fighting Mother Nature to try and get out to Bismarck. Okay. I have been twice thwarted by snow and ice so far. So let's let's hope uh, the weather stays decent the rest of the way. Had a chance to go watch uh, St. Thomas More Central on Saturday night, Colin. Just doing a little homework for doing you. Doing some scouting. I appreciate that. Yeah, no no problems. What'd Central you learn? Start. The Cleo Terry uh, can dunk still. Yeah, he's still really good. <laughs> Bryce Punkay uh, broke his own uh, single-season record for three-pointers. Uh, Central's a, a, a big, long team. And oh, St. Yeah. Thomas More has some younger kids that mm-hmm. uh, give him a couple years. Yeah, Alex Anderson's going to have some uh, time to develop mm-hmm. those guys, hopefully. But, yeah, Bryce Punkay hit his 97th three-pointer yeah. in the regular season, breaking the record that he set the previous year. Congratulations to him. I mean, I first started when I first started watching Price uh, with Central Athletics, he was a soccer player. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought he was just a, a soccer player who played basketball in his spare time. No, he's a basketball yeah. player who, who who also plays soccer, and he's going to go play college ball somewhere. One of those YMCA gym rats. Good luck to him. And uh, <laughs> You know all those guys, don't you? Yep. Can't wait to, again, I can't uh, tell you enough how I'm looking forward to this uh, this crowded regional coming up. Yeah, and uh, that's uh, we're going to get a little preview of that, a little taste of that tomorrow night because Centennial is hosting Champagne central Mm. tuesday night doggone it what's that about the back half of the rivalry series i was at the first half of it when central won in overtime against centennial at combs gymnasium in a game where nobody wanted to hit a free throw really and then eventually the guys who did hit the free throws won the game let's hope there's more hit free throws in the second game or maybe just no free throws maybe they just shoot and score the entire night and final scores 100 to 99 or something like that that'd be fun all right both those teams uh, from champagne are in collins top 10 will be in tomorrow's news gazette if you if you want more information on that, there is no coaches show tonight. Oh, so you can spend the next hour going over this top ten. Nope, Evan said no. Nope. Next hour, and I'm really gonna have We're to drag gonna it out. We're gonna stick to the timeline. <laughs> really gonna have to drag it out. Well, let's get to that top ten. No new teams, but again, just like last week, shaking up the teams that are already there. Our number ten team is a central team, but it's not Champagne Central. It's the Prairie Central Hawks. Wow. Prairie Central 21-7, and seven, no change for them in the rankings after they beat Bloomington Central Catholic last week. They visit Chillicothe IVC, the Gray Ghosts, for an Illini Prairie Conference game this week. Prairie Central is on its own in the postseason. They have no other area teams in their subsectional. They just get to go hang out by themselves. Our number nine team down one spot this week, the Centennial Chargers. Wow! Chargers are 14 and 13. They lost their last two games on Friday and Saturday to Peoria, Notre Dame, and Springfield Land Fear, but both of those were by single digits, so not terrible losses for Centennial. The Chargers, as I just mentioned, are hosting Central on on Tuesday. You dropped them after. I mean, they lost two games. But look who they played, Colin. I mean, and look how they played. You're in Notre Dame. I know is very good. No offense to Land Fear. I don't know that much about. I them. don't think you like Centennial. 
<laughs> Maybe I don't like Springfield Land Beer. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. God <laughs> our, likes everybody. Our number eight team this week, up one spot, the Champagne Central Maroons. Wow. Maroons are 13 and 13 after they beat St. Thomas More as Jim kept mentioning i don't think jim likes st thomas more <laughs> champagne central is visiting centennial tomorrow night our number seven team this week staying in champagne county the judah christian tribe wow judah christian no change in their ranking at seven they are 21 and four held off leroy to extend a win streak to 10 they are the number one seed in the ongoing east central illinois mm. conference tournament the only conference tournament in our area that actually happens at the end of the regular season which i i Spoiler, I kind of wish they all did. But Judas facing uni on Tuesday in the semifinals. Big fan of the tribe. Yeah, 100%. Right. Fun team to watch. Our number six team this week, the St. Joseph Ogden Spartans. Wow! See, the Spartans got dropped because teams in front of them played better, which it's not really fair to St. Joe, but that's just the way it goes sometimes. St. Joe is 21-7 and on an 11-game win streak. They are trying – I'm sorry, 21-6 on an 11-game win streak. They are going to take on Teutopolis tonight. 11-game win streak and you dropped them unheard of blame muhammad their kids were in here earlier they're the reason why they got why saint joe got dropped our number five team this week also on a win streak also dropped a spot the tuscola warriors wow warriors are 23 and 3 back on track after defeating altamont in overtime on the road on saturday tuscola visits neoga looking for its fifth consecutive win later this week Jalen Quinn, you said got his thousandth point. Thousandth point. Both we had two as a sophomore. We had two sophomores on Friday. Georgetown Ridge Farm career point. Kale Steinball. That's a lot of points. And yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? These young kids are really good at basketball. Okay. Hey, I got a shout out real quick. Go Speaking ahead. of young kids, okay. we do this every week. Oh, the, there you go. go the eighth grade boys from Edison, mm-hmm. the Edison Comets. Monticello also. And Monticello each playing for third place on Thursday night. Bob Osmussen will have something in the paper coming up on Wednesday about that. Excellent. All right, carry on. Our number four team down one spot this week, the Urbana Tigers. Wow! Urbana 16-12 and 12 after losing to Muhammad Seymour. They rebounded by beating Peoria. They're going on the road to take on Peoria Richwoods on Tuesday. Our number three team this week down one spot, the Paxton Buckley Loda Panthers. Wow! Panthers are 24-4. and four. They saw their win streak end at 10 by losing to Effingham on a neutral court on Saturday. PBL will try to rebound against Cisna Park. Don't mess with the Wolf Boys of Effingham. Oh, no. Our number two team this week up four spots in the rankings, the Muhammad Seymour Bulldogs. Wow. Bulldogs are 17 and 10. (laughs) Technical difficulties everywhere. Muhammad, big win over Urbana last week. Six wins in a row, taking on Normal West on Tuesday. Our number one team this week, remaining number one, the Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin Blue Devils. Wow. Blue Devils are 27 and 0 after beating Rantoul over the weekend. Bismarck is taking on Salt Fork on Tuesday and Milford on Wednesday and Armstrong Potomac hmm. on Friday to end the regular season. They could be 30 and 0 going into the playoffs. 30 and 0 and a uh, big story in the Sunday News Gazette. And the number one team in the St. Joseph Ogden Regional. How about that? There you go. Colin, I know you got a heck of a week uh, moving forward. I'm going to go wrestle. Do I, that. I, am, I qualified. Thus, why you wore the singlet tonight. Now I understand. Now You're I understand why Facebook Live didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Colin, I'll see you next Monday. Sounds good, Jim. Yeah, catch next Monday's Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential online at WDWS.com. You're listening to News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana.